episode 194 of Kicking It With The King. We're live, folks. It is Friday, August 2nd, 2019. Yes, the month of July is finally over. We've crossed over into another month already. 2019 is going by kind of fast. Welcome in, guys. Like I said, it's episode 194 of Kicking It With The King. My name is Gabriel Hernandez. How are you guys doing? It's a beautiful morning. It is currently 1.07 a.m. present day as we're currently reviewing this or recording this, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, and by the time you guys hear this, it's probably be like 12 or so. So anyways, welcome in, guys. we got a great show. Um, appreciate all the love and support for the last episode. Definitely got me pumped. A little nervous to do the best show today because... I didn't understood. I didn't understand. Excuse me. How I was gonna top it off by creating another good episode? A little bit of pressure, but you know, I thrive under the pressure. I'm excited, and here we are. We've got a great show. I was looking to the right real quick and looking at my notes, just making sure I don't forget anything that looks to be in perfect shape, and we are good to go. Before we begin, ladies and gentlemen, just letting you know we are available. For those who don't know, on Spotify, if you're not really an iPhone guy, we can be an Android guy, and I think Spotify works the best if you have an Android device. If you know a better app than that, you should tell me so I can use it for my Android. You know, I like both iPhone and Android. Both have perks and both have their downfalls, but it's all good. Available on Spotify, iHeartRadio. All the other major podcast providers, Podbean, Podbay. I'm not sure Pandora does podcasts or hosts a lot of different podcasts. I've seen a few on there, but I don't think they have like open podcasts like for everyone, like the whole world of podcasts to be on Pandora. I think they're kind of reserved for specific shows, and I don't know how the process is. But yeah, like I said, we're available everywhere. Um, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever the fuck you want to call it. We're available there. We're available everywhere, folks. Follow, like, subscribe, share, review. We say it every single time. Share it with your girlfriends. Share it with your boyfriends. Share it with your dog. Listen to me while you jog. Hey, you hear that little rhyme? Share it with your dog. Listen to me while you jog. No pun intended. That was random. That just randomly happened. <laughs> That shit just randomly happened. I was not planning that shit at all. But like I said, we've got a great show today. I appreciate all you guys. I appreciate, like I said, again, the support for last the last episode and, you know, the, all the other episodes that I have put out recently. Um, I really appreciate all the support, the feedback, every single thing about it. Um, G, I appreciate you for the ad complimented me on my ad for Anchor, and I was so fucking nervous to record that ad, too, so I was like, thank you, that means a lot, I mean, I originally wasn't gonna do it, because I was like, there's no way I could top off the first one, but as I said in the last episode, um, I fucked up on the last ad, and there was a couple of little, you know, pauses or glitches, or, you know, look like, you couldn't really hear it clearly, because there was a little bit of, like, like, I don't know, it was like, blurry or whatever the fuck it is i said on the last episode the last ad was fucked up i mean it was good enough to get you to where you you wanted to go into the app store and download the fucking app but other than that 
it was it was bullshit. I mean, we're our own biggest critics, and that was my biggest critique for something like that. I'm putting out good shows, so I have to put out a damn good ad. So I went back, recorded that ad, like I said, redid it, put it out, got a compliment on it. Like I said, G, you're awesome. You know who you are. Thank you. Um, like I said, we've got a great show planned today, folks. Um, follow me, by the way, on Instagram and Twitter if you haven't already at G the King MMA two hundred nine. One more time, G the King MMA two hundred nine. Our show is on Instagram as well. Not literally, but like we have a podcast page at KWTK Pod on Instagram. Uh, follow my Facebook page as well if you want. I don't know, there's so many different URLs and fucking usernames to remember. I highly doubt anybody will listen and try to keep up with trying to follow them. I'll just post the links later so nobody has any problems with anything. <laughs> I'm not trying to make shit hard for people. That's why I'm super simple. I'm relaxed, I'm calm, and reserved and stuff like that. I don't like to create drama or anything like any bullshit in anyone's lives whether it comes to to life stuff you're going on in your own life or when it comes to a a podcast i'm gonna make your guys's life as smooth as possible that's what i plan on doing on today's show so we got a lot of stuff to talk about um at the top of the hour i would like to congratulate demetrius johnson and eddie alvarez for both successfully uh winning and one championship, I think is Dawn of Heroes or something. They always have these like real like medieval like badass names. You guys like all the names of their events are real deep and stuff. It's like you're there for like the app. You're about to you're about to be in like a fucking coliseum watching some some damn good fights. I mean, ninety percent of the fighters are Asian, but these motherfuckers come to fight. That's for sure. I mean, don't doubt Asian people, man. Especially Muay Thai. Thailand, everywhere, man. There's thousands and thousands of damn good fighters. I mean, it's like, this is the biggest thing in all of combat sports is that not all the best fighters are in the UFC. There's a handful of some damn good fighters, but you collide the UFC with an organization like one championship, oof, there would be some serious mixed numbers. A lot of people have their jaws dropped. That brings me to say that's why when it came to Eddie Alvarez competing in this fight, it's a size differential, you know, just how the first fight went. I wasn't sitting or doubting or anything. You're not hearing doubt coming out of my mouth or anything. I was just a little nervous because these guys in one championship can really fight. You should have heard me earlier. I was going to record the show before I did this. And I was like, oh, fuck. I fucked up way too early on in the show to even put that out. And it was only like two minutes of talking. So I could go back and reshoot that shit. But I was just like, oh, fuck, dude. This is terrible. The way I, the way I was talking and stuff. It was terrible, man. But like um, like I said, Eddie Alvarez wins, um, overcomes adversity. So like I said, both Demetrius and Eddie Alvarez in their respective fights didn't have a cakewalk. So it brings me to say, there's too many fighters in the world for the UFC to be considered having the best ones in the world. So I strongly think that fighters in other organizations, not only one championship, but Bellator, um, 
I think Bellator and you know one championship and the UFC have to be the top three organizations. You know, Cage Warriors as well too. You know, I'm not gonna forget any of the other or other organizations. If you guys can think of some or other organizations as well, add those to the list. But I just think you know, um, there's you know, UFC is a small portion of it. And just. It almost feels like it's like UFC, you know, then you got the NFL, you got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of NFL pro athletes and stuff that are getting paid big compared to what people are getting paid to in the UFC, though. Um, But, uh, you know, if the UFC was like the NFL, then we'd have a whole different ballgame. I mean, but look at, I mean, if you do like a whole fucking organization versus organization kind of fight card, I guarantee that you will have mixed results. And you'll see some of these UFC quote-unquote fighters get murked. I'm not a UFC fighter. I am an MMA fighter. That's what it is. Like, you're a UFC fighter, but in reality, MMA versus MMA, it does not matter what organization you're in. You could be in the best organization, or you could be in the worst organization. It doesn't matter. As long as you're the best fighter in there, you're coming over, you're wrecking shop, you're proving your worth, and you're proving every single fact. Demetrius Johnson wins. Eddie Alvarez wins. I mean, we've had a handful of fighters go over to the Bellator and and have absolute success. I mean, Roy McDonald, Gegard Mousasi both win respectively won world titles since being over at Bellator. And who could forget the man at the top of the hour, a man I cherish so much, one of my favorite fighters of all time, Ryan Darth Bader, ran through Bellator like it was a list of hoes that he had in, in his back pocket. He was in high school. I'm not saying Ryan did that. But I'm just saying like he ran through them like some hoes. Straight up just ran through that heavyweight tournament like it was nothing. Like hit it and quit it. That's how Ryan's approach that heavyweight tournament was. I mean he was already a light heavyweight champion. That's the thing. He was already a light heavyweight champion. Defending that with, with uh um defending that with ease as well. I mean he makes fighters in Bellator look less superior than the UFC, because he's like, "Oh, this is the this is the biggest critique. Oh, they're going over and beating C class competition or any of that." I've seen so much of that shit, but as time goes by and we watch all these fights and and we see fighters. Great fighters in the UFC go over to other organizations and get mauled. I mean, Eddie got mauled in his first fight and, and, and won championship. Um, Mighty Mouse had a run for his money in the first fight as well. I mean, ended up winning um, by submission. And then this fight was by decision, but Mighty Mouse got a run for his money in this fight as well. I mean, look what happened to Sage. Still not recovered from that those facial fractures. I mean, he fractured his face in like eight different spots off one punch. I mean, damn. And it brings me to think about the trade, the whole crazy trade, because it almost just seems like Demetrius Johnson was traded. You almost want to forget about the whole Ben Askren thing. It's like you almost forget that they were traded because you're so focused on their careers now and like what's next and the whole all the build up and stuff. Because like for MMA fans and shit like that, Ben Ben Askren being in the UFC was something they should have done a long time ago. I mean, Demetrius Johnson never would have thought he was going to be in one champion. 
championship at the end of the day. I just thought it was a reigning, defending UFC flyweight champion, and he was the best in the world, and I couldn't see anybody beat him, including Henry the second time. I doubted Henry. I've been proven wrong. And ever since, like, points like that, I mean, I've grown up in the sport and really been able to separate my, you know, the facts from being biased, basically. Like, you know, just, you know, opening my mind up to really being able to accept what truly can happen and really appreciate the unique fighters that come in and can dethrone greats like how Henry dethroned uh, Demetrius like how Chris Weidman dethroned Anderson Silva like Max Holloway dethroned Jose Aldo well we can say Connor dethroned Jose Aldo but Max did as well Um, and you know it's a special time I mean you look at some of these guys and you know, they go over to other organizations and, you know, some don't look as good. I mean, some fall from grace. I'm not going to mention any names because I'm not going to, I'm not going to try to throw someone under the books like that or under the bus like that and just kind of make someone feel it. I mean, we've seen it though. You guys can probably think of a handful of people or a few people that have fallen from grace or were once a top contender or once a huge talked-about prospect that was overhyped and, you know, eventually fell off the train. There's a handful of people like that. There's a lot of things that happen like that. There's a lot of examples. Um, and then you got guys that will still go back and win, just like Eddie, just like Demetrius. Both these guys went and and they were successful. Mighty Mouse 2-0 under the one championship banner, rebounding off his loss against Cejudo for the first, his first loss in so long. Came back, and, you know, it's 2-0. Eddie Alvarez, 1-1. Oh, earlier, this is no pun intended, but I was going to say Eddie Alvarez is 1-1-1. One in one in one. Not like one win, one loss, one draw, 1-1, one in one, and he is in one, like one championship. I, I know that was like the cheesiest fucking... No pun intended, whatever the fuck you want to call it. It was like the cheesiest thing ever. I caught myself saying that earlier, and I was just like, what the fuck? Um, okay, so they advanced to, the, to their, uh, you know, advanced in their little respected weight class tournaments and stuff like that. So congrats to both of them. Um, I was thinking about this yesterday and, and earlier and stuff, but I was, uh, if you go and look at the feed for the podcast, you see segments, episodes say segments on it. For the headline, and you see episodes that say KWTK. So, for people that don't know, segments is a shortened edition of this podcast. It's not the one we're doing today, but it's a shortened edition basically of the podcast. It's the same exact show. It's me. I come in, I talk about everything, and I just kind of cover things that I haven't covered in previous episodes or an episode before that. Or if I say, like, I do an episode on Monday and today's Friday, I'll talk about the things that I didn't get to talk about on Monday or an extended extended uh, edition of what I should have talked about on Monday or something else happens within the two-day period that I think is worth talking about. And we have a lot of good things to talk about. We're not even halfway through our list, and we've already, we're already 14, 15 minutes in. So we're going in on great time, and we're doing good so far. So let's let's keep it rolling. Um, let's skip the second thing on this list because I just kind of jotted together my notes on a notepad and stuff and, you know, didn't really care necessarily what order it was in. It's not like a specific order. It was just kind of like me talking about each and every subject. So I wanted to talk about something that was real hot and something that I've seen on the internet over and over repeatedly, repeatedly since this fight was originally announced. Um, but like I said, Newark, 
we got uh we have UFC Fight Night Newark. Robbie Lawler taking on Colby Covington. Official weigh-ins happened earlier. They're all weighed in main event already and set to go. Um, they're official for tomorrow. Um, exciting fight in the welterweight division. Um, but the narrative, going back to what I was saying, this is what I was going to talk about. So I've been seeing that a lot of 99% of the world wants Colby to get knocked out by Robbie Lawler. And, you know, the rest of Colby fans kind of seem quiet. I mean, there's people I know that are rooting for Colby, but I've seen more people that aren't rooting for him almost. It's like it's like I said, the world's filled with so much hate. So, I mean, I, I scroll through on my phone. I see all these different opinions. I'll read the comments about him. Um, you know, obviously, like, he has this obsession with the president. And he's very... Uh, political and stuff, you know, he's very proud of his association with Trump, I mean, it is a big feather in his cap for his own career, not for anyone else's purpose or anything, but literally, he's like, UFC fighter, goes to the White House, visits President Donald J. Trump, I mean, that's a huge feather in his cap, I mean, why, why knock on someone's opportunity, I mean, fuck, for fuck's sake, he got to do things that a lot of people would want to do. I mean, if you're a Trump fan or you're in those kind of books and stuff like that, then by all means, that's a win in his books. It's a win for Colby fans. Now, am I a fan of Colby? It's probably like the biggest thing and biggest question that people want to know considering the fact that I brought all this up is I am a, I am a huge fan, but he has he does take it too far sometimes. And, you know, I'm a big fan of trash talk because if you go back and you know me, you know, I'm a huge fan of Chell. Obviously, a huge fan of Connor. You know, I was a big fan of Ollie's trash talk as well. I mean, Connor really changed the game. We all know that with the trash talk and stuff. He's changed the game massively. I mean, Chael was the original trash talker. I mean, Bisping's good at trash talk. I mean, some of those guys are just straight up hella funny. It's something like Bisping is funny as fuck, man. I just got to be honest with you. Um, Connor's very calculated. I mean, Pre, pre, I mean, pre Khabib, but obviously before he fought Khabib, he went, went, you know, Connor kind of tweeted a lot, and you know, he was really, really on fire. But you know, after a while, after he got out of control, it kind of just seemed like he was getting out of control, and he wasn't really using his notorious trash talk. He's kind of regurgitating lines, and you know, I don't know, it just didn't seem like if you if you get what I'm saying, it seemed like over time the, the Connor McGregor antics started to get a little old, and it wasn't really anything anybody was. You know, surprised about you know Connor says something, boom, it's in the news. Connor said that Connor Connor tweeted, "I took a shit today." Everyone's gonna talk about it. It's gonna be headlines, and it's gonna make headlines. His name is enough to make headlines. So, um, when it comes to anything he says, trash talk wise, it's not nearly as funny as it used to be. So, I mean, you go back to Colby. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to dislike it because some of the stuff is just like, damn, it's just so fucking weird. It's like funny, but damn, it's like. You don't you don't see people like this. That's the thing. It's authentic. And not authentic. I mean, you can say what you want about the whole fake and all the fake girls, you know, faking their act, paid acts and all that. But it's like, it's not authentic, but it's different. I mean, there's no one else doing what Colby's doing. I mean, there's trash talk and stuff, but President Trump, really? Nobody's glorifying President Trump or talking about President Trump or, you know, obviously we've seen a handful of fighters really are die hard associated with the US troops. I mean Tito was was a big one of them. Uh still is to this very day. Brian Stan obviously fought in the UFC um 
big troops fan and a lot of handful of other guys that go and visit the troops and stuff so i'm not doubting i mean, i'm not knocking him for that i mean if he's truthful about that then by all means that's a really good thing i enjoy his style it's effective it's obviously worked it's obviously gotten him success he's on a winning streak he hasn't lost since his fight against worley alves he seems to be getting better every single fight i was very surprised that he did choose to stand and trade with rda when he was when he was and you know obviously he got bloody bloodied up i mean he fought damian maya as well too um, <clears throat> excuse me uh, well he got taken down in the fight with rda too so i mean um i mean obviously majority of the fights we, we've seen him you know slowly but surely evolve but one thing he does use well is his wrestling and his pressure so he uses a good pressure he has great pressure i mean he can exhaust guys you can you know zap your energy is fantastic i was gonna say fantastic fantabulous was i really about to say that he has fantastic cardio um obviously can go five rounds if need be and he has a chin too but you know robbie doesn't hit or dos Anjos doesn't hit like a guy like robbie so i'm what i'm saying is robbie hits you real hard and robbie is gonna hit you fucking hard it's not going to be a Dos Anjos fight. Like, you can't stand and trade and, and be willing to slug it out with someone like that unless, unless you have some serious confidence. Because he is going up against a murderer. A straight-up murderer. Robbie fucking Lawler. Just saying his name gives me chills, man. I mean, he's a fucking murderer. He's like the Mike Tyson of welterweight. I mean, he's vicious, he's nasty, I mean, he doesn't fuck with social media, I mean, he purely doesn't, wasn't phased by any means whatsoever when it went to and came to Colby, you know, being in his face at the weigh-in, saying whatever he said, whatever Colby was saying and stuff, Robbie just was not phased by it whatsoever, so, I mean, I feel that Robbie isn't really a accustomed to trash talk he doesn't respond to it i highly doubt he reads comments i highly doubt he does any of that stuff so it just seems like he's dead set focused on being the best version of him i mean um like i said he doesn't seem phased at all i mean colby's antics you know tend to get the best of uh uh fighters like tyron woodley you know gets the attention of, of tyron woodley i mean got the attention of of Rafael dos Anjos. i mean champion Kamaru's men as well too but you know for Robbie I mean everything I mean Robbie will say you know nothing he says is bothering him or you know it doesn't matter he still respects everybody at American Top Team regardless of what Colby may have said or try to drag his name through the mud or whatever Colby is trying to do make his name look bad Robbie still is is a class act and uh they're very dangerous guys a nice guy but in the cage he's not a nice guy I mean I mean, you look at the beating he put on Ben Askren, man, before that bullshit-ass stoppage. I mean, that was a bullshit-ass stoppage. I mean, I'm still, I don't agree with it. I'm not a fan of it. I don't, I'm not convinced of Ben won. He has, he essentially is a O one and one no contest inside the octagon. I mean, he didn't beat Robbie Lawler. Say what you want. He didn't beat Robbie Lawler. That wasn't a convincing win for me. Uh, it just it was too weird, man. They got to run it back, or not at all. And we saw everything we needed to see, and we saw more 
from Robbie than we did Ben. I mean, obviously he held onto his head and you could say his arm went limp or whatever the hell you want to say or come up with. But in reality, that, that that's not satisfying for me at for a UFC debut. I would not be happy with that. I would want to go back. I would want to rematch that shit. I wouldn't f- fit well. That wouldn't sit well with my ego. And if you say it does sit well, you must be lying to yourself because I, I'm not going to sit here and be happy with that bullshit. And then he goes and fights Jorge Masvidal, gets knocked out in, in five seconds, and boom, there we go. And Colby obviously was happy about that. But, you know, these guys are talking trash and all this, and, you know, um, Colby obviously does the same. He talks trash, and he, he's tended to back it up. That's the thing. But for me, this fight against Robbie, ooh, scary. <laughs> really, literally just gave me the chills thinking about it. I was like, damn. But um, the question for me is, um, it's probably the question for everyone else too, but what is the fight going to be like? We talked about this last week. Is it going to be a fight where Colby is looking to wrestle Robbie the whole time? What's going to happen? Obviously, like I said, I feel like, but before we continue, I feel like Robbie didn't lose that fight with Ben Askren. You know, it wasn't a loss. So, I, Robbie, obviously, performed real well in that fight. He slammed him, and he was landing some vintage ground and pound on it, essentially almost to the point where the referee stopped the fight. And, you know, it almost makes you feel that Colby isn't any different. I mean, obviously, Colby, you know, Ben Askren's a completely different fighter than Colby, but uh, I don't know how different this fight is going to be. I mean, for me, it's going to be interesting to see how Colby reacts and if he can keep Lawler off him, if he can keep Lawler from landing bombs, if he can keep Robbie from, you know, unloading vintage punches and, you know, catching him off guard, catching him or having him in deep trouble. I mean, that's the whole thing. I mean, there's two ways this fight or fight's going to go is what people are saying. I mean, I'm not necessarily agree. I mean, I'm agreeing with these, but obviously it's mixed martial arts, and there's so many different solutions and scenarios that could potentially happen. But um, it's either going to be Colby wrestling Robbie or Robbie hail, Mary, hail marrying Colby, I mean, in the first round, knocking him out senseless. I mean, Colby has the gas tank for sure. I mean... It's it's a scary thing though, because you can get caught any time with Robbie. He's vicious. He's strong. Um, he's patient, and you no, know, he's just he comes in with some bad intentions, man. I, I, Robbie comes for blood. He comes to steal your soul. And if you see that video where he said he was gonna take that guy's soul, he wasn't gonna take his neck. He was gonna take your soul, your motherfucking soul. It's like the darkest thing I've ever heard. And so for him to say that, I mean, still stands to be one of the most chilling moments of your entire life. So interesting fight. Very, very interesting. Because like I said, Colby has the energy. He has the cardio. He has the skills, definitely. But, you know, I just feel Robbie is such a dangerous fight. I don't know if he can handle that kind of pressure. But he can at the same time. I mean, it's, it's an interesting fight. I mean, 
me and the Colby fight with uh with 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 RDA. I mean, no one thought Damian Maya would beat Colby or you know like a, a Tyron Woodley ish type fight. Like, oh, can you please knock Colby out? No one's Colby's not getting knocked out by. Damian Maya, I mean, maybe Rafael Desanos could have been the one to do it, but he didn't do it. But looking at a guy like Robbie fucking Lawler has been brawling since the fight with Nick Diaz and earlier. I mean, his whole entire historic career has been him, you know, in some of the most fire fire fights of all time, some of the best fights of all time, some of the most vicious knockouts he's had under his belt. I mean, the fight with Melvin Manhoff, the uh, the fights I mean, he's had in UFC, I mean, his, his KO wins he's had over like you know like Bobby Volker the head kick KO I mean he beaten down Jake Allenberger I mean his fight with uh Cerrone I mean Robbie's a finisher man and his fights with Rory McDonald beat Rory McDonald two times I mean look at Rory's doing over in Bellator advancing through the World Tour Grand Prix potentially fighting Douglas Lima Robbie's a, Robbie's a soldier, man. Robbie's a straight-up gangster. I mean, you got to watch out for Robbie Lawler. I mean, if you didn't think he could wrestle, I mean, you look at what he did to Ben Askren, Olympic-level wrestler. But is it an MMA wrestler like Colby? I feel like Colby is just a different kind of wrestler than a Ben Askren. Obviously, we did see Dos Anjos take him down, and maybe we'd see a replica or a repeated version of that. I'm not saying in this fight with Robbie, but I feel like if Robbie wanted to, he could take him down because you got to remember, Robbie Lawler is a wrestler as well. He comes, he has wrestled before. He has a wrestling background. So it makes for an interesting fight. So um, for me, stylistically, I don't think this is a mismatch. I think it's an interesting fight. Obviously, it's like a, essentially like a striker versus a grappler matchup. I don't really want to call Colby a sole grappler, but, you know, because he did stand and trade, he does, and he has stood and trade a couple times, you know, he had, and he is learning in all areas, and his hands have developed and looked a lot better over time. But, you know, it's a, it, it's interesting because we probably will see a lot of grappling. We will see a lot of different stages in the clinch. And, you know, we'll see Colby, you know, hold, get him up against the fence, like I said, and land and, you know, try to take him down. And Robbie's going to defend. And I'm interested to see how Robbie's gas tank holds up. Now, he is notorious for going the distance. He has went the distance in a lot of fights. Um, in the fights with Johnny Hendricks, he's went the distance. I mean, the fight with Matt Brown, if you remember that one, too. I mean, he's had a lot of prolific finishes as well inside the octagon, too. So, I mean, this fight could end by a stoppage or it could end by either uh, a submission or as well as a decision. It doesn't matter. It's interesting to see the, what what's going to happen in this fight. Um <sighs> Still not solid and still not set on a main event pick. That's the thing. I can't really come to terms and really think about someone I solely think can win. Um, but to keep the train rolling and to kind of stay on the bandwagon, I guess. Not bandwagon, but like... Colby train just to see what happens afterwards because if you look at the story for Colby wins so say Colby wins on Saturday against Robbie Lawler okay that sets him up with a potential fight for the title against Usman and that's gonna sell a lot too because Colby has history with Usman as well Robbie versus Usman, eh, it's going to be a respected fight I mean respectful guys are respectful towards each other Robbie's humble I mean, he's not really, doesn't really talk too much. I mean, Usman, 
just the same. It's a snooze fest, man, literally. Robbie versus Usman, stylistically interesting, but promotion-wise, low numbers. No one's gonna, no dick, nobody's dicks are gonna get rock hard from watching that fight like they would a Conor fight. Nobody, nobody's gonna be up in arms about it stylistically. Now, if you have Colby versus Usman or Colby versus Masvidal or Colby versus anyone at 170, that's interesting because Colby brings the numbers in. Hated or not, a lot of people are talking about him and he's doing exactly what he says. But for the whole, I mean, he's doing exactly what he needs to be doing promotion-wise, getting the attention, negative, positive, doesn't matter. Whoever's truly right on his side will support him and stick through him through that and for me, I am a fan of someone who talks and backs it up. And he has backed it up so far. I mean, it's funny. He's a character, man. The funniest part about him, man, is when he fucking uh, goes on Instagram with those fucking girls. That shit's fucking funny. It's like he he pays the girls like I don't know if he just pays he, like he pays them they're not legitimately like into him I mean he's he, he does seem like like uh, a a right looking guy I mean I don't know what I mean he's not like one of the best like like a Masvidal Masvidal is like a dime piece Colby he's all right man it seems like he can get a few get a lot of ass and stuff he's a wrestler um you no know, no obviously not a bad looking guy. But, uh, like, he, he gets masked, but just the way he promotes it and how the women are. And just, like, <laughs> all those fucking promos he, st- he does for the betting and stuff. Colby's just, he's something else, man. I, I, def- I enjoy it, man. I really do enjoy it. I think it's interesting. But the interesting part about it is more so on the style fights, the stylistically. I mean, I enjoy the trash talk, but I'm a smart guy. And I know... That in the sport you can't just rely on your mouth. You gotta back it up. You've really gotta you you've gotta win. You've gotta prove everything you're saying. Otherwise, you're gonna look like a fool at the end of the day. And we've seen examples of that. Obviously, if you get what I'm talking about, five seconds KO loss, flying knee lot knockout. I mean, you see that. I mean, there you go. Now he's all. Now he's tweeting like President Trump. I mean, we go and look at Ben Askren's tweets. They're not necessarily like trolling people that much anymore being Ben Askren he's just like questioning people I mean why if you read his tweets I mean let me just pull up some of his tweets real quick I mean they just just don't look the same I'm like am I the only one notices this like pull him up let me just pull him up real quick let me just see it on my Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at G the King MMA two oh nine as well as Instagram too so I'm gonna look at that. Uh let me just look um yeah, just like I don't know. His tweets are different. That's all I know. Is that they're different. I mean I don't know how accurate this is, but like maybe he toned down on the trash talk or maybe just got the best of him. Maybe he's a little bit more humble now. I don't fucking know. I just pointed out something. His tweets are different. But um So like I said, back to Colby, I really do enjoy it. It's funny, it's interesting. I mean I don't just like to watch fights, man. You gotta sell that shit for me. You gotta get me excited. And I get excited, especially if they talk as well as sell the fight. Like, they talk and they sell the fight by performing physically in the actual fight. Colby has done that. He hasn't given me any reason to really not doubt him. I mean, I just don't think he fares well against Usman. 
definitely interesting though but if that fight does happen i will be rooting for him but just seems like stylistically really kind of a scary kind of fight so we'll be interesting to see what happens with that fight um like i said uh, official pick now i'm sure everyone's just wondering about when the fuck are you gonna pick about it for me i'm, I'm a fan of both guys i think it's gonna be interesting fight my heart can't pick I just can't, I don't know, but if I had to bet, since I like to be bet and be underdog bets, like pick underdogs, I'm a, I'm a huge underdog fan, I like to bet and stuff, and I'm addicted to betting, sounds so bad, but, you know, I like to go with what gets the most, what's the biggest thing that's going to get you the most points, what's going to get you the most, everybody's going against you. And you'll be the one person that bets like bets with them. So I'm gonna go with Colby because I feel that Colby has, you know, obviously, uh obviously the wrestling, like I said, the cardio. And we'll continue to keep the train rolling because the fact that I wanna see the future fights. I mean, what more fights can we have with Colby that aren't gonna be uh, that aren't going to have a build-up. I mean, all his fights are going to have somewhat of a build-up because all the fights that we have with Colby are him promoting the fight. I mean, obviously this fight with Robbie wasn't one like, oh, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It's just kind of like Colby solely trying to sell the fight on his own, and it's not really one of the best examples. It's like Colby Covington versus the nicest, not the nicest guy. I mean, obviously Robbie is a real nice guy, real respectful kind of guy, so it's kind of like he's a stalemate because he's... He's trying to sell the fight, but it's not selling as well as if it was like a Tyron Woodley, like back and forth. Let's do a press conference. Everything, everyone. I mean, if it was a press conference, I don't feel like it would do good. So it's an interesting fight. Uh, like I said, I would go with Colby because everyone's going against him. And if if successful, um, we'll do a podcast next week. And, you know, I will say I told you so. You guys can all suck a dick. Just kidding. Um I didn't mean to be that aggressive with my <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm on one. Um, but uh, like I said, yeah, I mean, for underdog pick, I mean, I see more people being against Colby. So I thrive in that kind of environment. So I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens. So I'm going to go with Colby Covington by your unanimous decision. Boring, I know. Everyone's talking about it. I know it's going to be a boring snooze fest. If not, maybe a finish. And Robbie can be submitted. Colby does have good jujitsu. And Robbie does too, I'm pretty sure. But and Colby does seem to, you know, fare well in the grappling department. If he can really use his grappling to neutralize everything that Robbie's trying to do, then that can create good a good story for Colby. And I wouldn't be bored or mad at the fact that it's a boring fight. No, I'm just I'm just going to sp- spit the facts. I'm going to talk about what's going to go on. And when it happens, okay, it happens, happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Robbie knocks him out in the first round, fine. We talked about it, though. We considered it. We opened our minds up for it. That's the best part about combat sports is for, for me personally. I'm just going to share my stories with it. When you have your mind open for fights and you don't solely just think one person is going to win. Oh, like say, for example, Connor's going to be him because I love Connor and I'm a diehard fan and my mind doesn't see anywhere past Connor. So I don't think anybody can beat him. Connor is the best fighter in the world. I mean, we've seen a lot of these people like that. They're, they're what we call trolls. If you're going to, if you're going to be a fan of the fight game, my opinion, to you is to educate yourself on all in all areas of the game 
educate yourself from all areas, all possibilities, consider everything, talk about it, educate yourself, base it on facts, watch past fights, doesn't matter as long as you're backing it up. For me, I can never solely think about one side that's going to win because I just want them to win. No, I'm completely honest. Even if it was a favorite fighter, if it comes to talking about a matchup, I'm going to talk about what I see. I'm going to talk about what, what goes on. I'm going to talk about realistic solutions to the future regarding them or potential fights or theories or what, what should be next or whatever else you need to do. That's how I am. That's how I've prided myself over the years. I don't really like to sit back and, you know, just side with one. I mean, I'm open almost to seeing everything. So it's like I'm open for all outcomes. This, just like in life, I'm, um, I'm practicing all outcomes, all forms of outcome, and I'll be ready for everything that comes, just as they, just like in the fight game. It's just how it rolls. You can't, uh, I mean, it's crazy to see the bandwagoners for people and, you know, how uneducated fight fans, I see it all the time. Um, I did mention to somebody online the other day, that is one of the reasons why I don't watch fights with people, because of uneducated opinions, like, say for example, you're at a bar, fat, drunk guy, oh, they're not doing nothing, partner, oh, it's boring, grappling, what are they doing, hugging each other, he's like, Jesus Christ, man, it's called grappling, this guy is trying to neutralize this guy's energy, zap him, and then after that, what's he going to do? He's going to clinch up and he's going to take you down or he's going to land knees to the body or step on your step on your feet or try to land land something and get it to the ground or exhaust him. It's not boring. They're not hugging each other. They're not scared to fight, sir. I don't want to sit back and have to educate people on shit, so I don't even go down that route. How about my little imitation of a fucking fight fan or the fat trucker dude that's that's on break watching some fights at a fucking bar partner i tell you man i watch a lot of fights in my day that's called humping right there hopefully i fucking land a sponsor with that fucking accent man fucking jesus christ so colby covington Winner by unanimous decision. I'm betting it here, folks. Get ready. We are fired up. G from State Farm is definitely fucking right when she said I'm fired up. Because sometimes I get fucking fired up sometimes when it comes to thinking about these fights. Woo! Sometimes I get excited, man. A lot of fights coming up. Um, UFC 241 is coming up, too, in Anaheim, California. It is a heavyweight rematch between Stipe and Daniel Cormier. Co-main event, baby. Hometown hero Nate Diaz versus Anthony Showtime Pettis. Uh, USADA Juice Fest between. I'm just. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Romero won three million dollars, so it's completely clean. LOL. Just kidding. Um, like Yoel Romero takes on Paulo Costa in a middleweight fight. Crucial middleweight fight. Definitely has mm, somewhat title implications. I just don't know how they're gonna sell the third fight with. Whitaker, but we still, like I said, we still got to wait to see what happens with Whitaker and Adesanya. I think this fight is before that, so we'll see what happens with that one, and maybe the winner of that will fight the winner of Adesanya versus Whitaker. Now, if the winner is Romero, how is the UFC going to do that? How are they going to fare with the third one? I mean, if, if say, if, if Robert beats Israel and Romero beats Costa, what are they going to do, man? Romero going to go to 205 next. What's going to happen? 
How many of you guys think a third fight with Whitaker and Romero would sell? I mean, both fights were excellent, but really? Maybe so because of how excellent the first fight was. But, I mean, stylistically, what's the UFC going to gain? Whitaker versus Romero. Three. Say what you want. I mean, it's an exciting fight, but I just don't think numbers-wise it would benefit versus, like, a Israel versus, like, a... Israel versus, a, like, a Romero. Or Israel versus Apollo Costa, finally. Because, say, like, Israel beats the fuck out of Robert Whitaker for some crazy reason. I mean, I don't think... This is funny. You guys are going to be surprised to hear this, but... I don't think Israel can beat Robert Whitaker. Just saying. Um, going back to it, but yeah, like Israel versus Romero or Israel versus Costa would be cool. Like I said, if he got magically was able to get Robert Whitaker out of there, I'm gonna bite my words. Hence, if Israel is successful later on this year, um, but like I said, I just don't think Robert Whitaker is gonna be the uh, it's gonna be the guy for Israel to beat. I mean, Israel's fought some real good guys. I mean, he's fought real good guys um, in the UFC and stuff, but like no one to the point of what Rob's fought and endured, especially with the fights with Romero and 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 some of the other fighters that he's fought, both down at you know 170 pounds as well as 185. And and when it comes to adversities and facing things and you know being hurt in fights and you know overcoming. And, you know, having knockout power and, and, and being a nasty finisher, Rob's fully shown that. And I think that if he's able to get over a Romero fight, just imagine what Romero would do. Say what you want. You could be an Israel fan all you want, but Yoel would fuck Israel Adesanya up. At least physically. I mean, make his face. He would be so much more compromised out of that fight than a fight with Gaslam. I'm just spitting facts. Romero is the number two middleweight in the world, and you guys need to get your head straight on. Don't sleep on Yoel Romero, because Yoel Romero, Yoel Romero will be fighting, and I'm saying this right now. I don't f- Fuck what I said about being open-minded about both sides of the fighter, both fighters potentially having... Um, advantages no 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 fuck all that i'm throwing that out the window for this fight romero will be fighting israel or robert whitaker next and if that doesn't happen like i said if the ufc goes a direction where they can't sell a third fight between romero and whitaker i mean maybe if we if we if we tweak something up and someone else wins we can get israel versus romero or something crazy like that that would be awesome jesus fuck if if stylebender truly is the shit if he really is this next big star you know the next john jones the next anderson silva prime time anderson doesn't maybe maybe that will create a better fight for later on that's interesting i really like it very interesting and uh you know like i said middleweight landscape's really interesting Especially with all these great big fights coming up and, you know, how, how the middleweight division's going. So, like I said, really got to wait for Israel. How did, how in the fuck did we get talk, get to talking about Israel? Went from, like, Ben Askren to uh, Colby. Oh, yeah, we are talking about Colby and I don't know. The, the point is that we spit facts on her. Whatever we're talking about, whatever we digress, we still talk about things and get people thinking. We keep you thinking. So we got a lot of fights. I mean, we're oh, yeah, we're talking about UFC 241. So, duh, we did stay on it. There's a lot of interesting fights. I mean, the Paulo Costa, your Romero fight, like I said, middleweight's a different landscape right now. It's really interesting. I can't wait to see what happens with that one at welterweight Pettis versus Nate Diaz. 
interesting fight. Can't wait to see that one. Uh, the return to Diaz two years plus away. His last fight was against Connor. Uh, the second time was a majority decision victory for Connor. A lot of people thought Nate won, including myself. Thought Nate put it on him throughout that entire fight. I mean, he had him hurt a couple times. Connor did drop him a few times, leg, leg kicks and stuff. But overall, throughout the pace that Nate put on him, how much he was pushing the action, he had him had him in trouble, had him hurt, and landed a lot of significant shots. I mean, had him gassed out. And the writing's on the wall, folks. I thought Nate won that one. It's interesting to see him back healthy. Definitely been following him on Instagram. Um, he's been training a lot, and he's been working out. He looks real, looks ready. He just released a huge promo for his, this fight to get a lot of the hardcore fans up and excited about his fight. Because anytime a DS fight happens, it, it's it, it's the hometown, the hometown crowd. Everybody rallies behind Nate. Nate's a hometown hero. He has fought the best guys in the world. He has a huge following. Obviously, Stockton 209 represent. is That's all Nate's about. He comes to fight each and every time, and Pettis comes to fight as well. I mean, Pettis just had a real amazing knockout over Wonderboy Thompson, who had never been knocked out in his entire career. I mean, his kickboxing fights, over 60-plus fights probably. He said it himself, and all those fights, he has never been knocked out. He's been dropped by Woodley. He's been dropped a couple times inside the octagon, you know, been been hit, you know, been hurt, been tied, but he's never been knocked out. And the way Pettis knocked him out, too, was more impressive, too. So Pettis... Looks good at 170 pounds. He's keeping the train rolling. He's he's returning to 170 pounds. Something tells me it's going to be an interesting fight for both men because of the fact that, you know, both these men don't have to cut weight. You know, half the fight is cutting weight, worrying about the cutting weight. You know, you don't even get to focus on training. You got to worry about cutting weight. Fuck all that shit, man. Throw that bullshit out the window. Fight at the weight you're most comfortable at. And that's when you get the best results. Equals the best fights. And that's what we're going to see, I believe. Nate Diaz obviously always comes to win. Anthony Pettis, like I said, is a, a huge finisher. You know, flashy. Showtime. I still remember being introduced to him. I'm not introduced physically. Like, I didn't meet him or anything. But, I mean, I seen... Some cute girl I followed on Facebook long, 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 long time ago, like maybe six years ago. Um, some cute girl, okay. So she followed a, she followed Anthony. I don't know. She she posted a picture of him or something, and I don't know. I just saw him, like who's that guy? He looks like a badass. And then I like I don't know. I just start following him. Asked who it was, and I, I don't know. Like I said, I had this long ass history as a little kid. It was like a WEC picture or some shit like that. I asked who he was, and then I looked it up, and I seen that kick that he landed on Benson Henderson. I was like, oh fuck, this dude is legit. And ever since then, I still remember. I think her name was Felicia. I think it was like Felicia Hernandez or something. No, she was not related to me or anything. Um, yeah, it was some cute girl though on Facebook. Introduced me to Showtime Pettis. She posted a picture of me being the curious guy that I was at the time. Still am curious about a lot of things. I looked at it and I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. And I was introduced to Showtime Pettis. So, like I said, Showtime Pettis looked good at 170 against Stephen Thompson. Fantastic performance. Jumped from, I mean, the lowest weight class he fought at was 145 pounds. Now he's fighting at 155 pounds, had some wins there, came back, is putting everything together. You know, not necessarily on a losing streak too much as of late. I mean, he's looking good, and that's an interesting fight, and I can't wait to see what happens. Pettis versus Diaz, UFC 241. We talked a little bit about UFC 241 and stuff. It's not necessarily fight week for UFC 241. We still got, we still got a little bit of time left. August 17th, if I'm not mistaken, and um, like I said... 
we still got a lot to talk about. We're not making fight picks or anything like that. I mean, the DC versus Stipe fight is really interesting. A lot of people are leaning on DC recreating history and knocking Stipe out again. But I think it's going to be a lot interesting of a fight. More interesting of a fight because of Stipe. I mean, we've seen Stipe lose. But for, for me personally, deep down, DC um, hasn't lost at heavyweight before. Hasn't ever lost at heavyweight. And his only other loss is to John Jones. There's nobody else that's been able to give DC a run for his money. And if it's Stipe Miocic, God forbid, God bless his soul. And by all means, I will be the man for DC. I just don't think that there's anybody that can beat. I mean, obviously there is. And if you want to look at a scale, for when it comes to people that it can beat John Jones, nope. There's nobody in my book that comes to mind straight up like a straight up challenge. Now, DC, for the chances of him losing versus the chances of John losing right now, if you were to put them both on a pedestal right very now, both where they're at in their careers and stuff, I think, I mean, at heavyweight, you never know. I mean, this is going to be a complete, I could just log jump myself. Because DC not losing at heavyweight. And I say DC gives John a run for his money at heavyweight and stuff. But right now, I feel like the chances just for the individual fighter for John losing. I feel like DC would lose before John loses eventually, depending on what happens in the next few fights and stuff for both men. It'd be interesting. But um, I just think that, you know, DC is the man at heavyweight. I mean, for me, I'm one of those people that do agree on the result being similar. Maybe not as quick, but eventually I feel like that, that result will be the same. And, you know, DC will continue to show why he's the best fighter in the world at heavyweight. And the light heavyweight as well. I mean, he's been training really hard. He's taking this rematch very, very seriously. And I, I think it's going to be interesting, man. I can't wait to see what happens. Um, UFC 241, baby, in Anaheim, California, August 17th. Um, can't wait to see that one. But uh, I think that is it. Is that it? Yep. I appreciate you guys for joining us here on this episode of uh, Kicking It With The King, folks. Um... Like I said, great show. I always drop knowledge here. Definitely, like I said, thanks to everybody who, you know, recapped, I mean, who, who listened to the last show and, you know, gave me feedback, positive feedback, and, you know, following the attention and everything is really much love and appreciated. Definitely look forward to following a lot more podcasts and, you know, definitely adding, I mean, I have, I've added a lot more new podcasts to the library. I get to them, you know, episode by episode because there's so many, I have so many podcasts I listen to, like probably at least close to seven or eight, probably nine more, probably 10. I don't know. So many different things along with being so busy and stuff as long as not being able to always listen to shows, but I always do make time for the things that matter the most. So like, that's the coolest part about it. So it's cool. Like I appreciate all the support. Everyone's awesome. and look forward to continuing that with everyone and, you know, keeping the train rolling, putting the best shows together, getting the best shows for you guys, for everyone. That's the best part about this. So like I said, not wasting any more time. You could follow me on Instagram at G the King MMA two oh nine as well as Facebook at well no not Facebook excuse me at Snapchat G Meeker underscore MMA. If you are on Snapchat, I'll post the link. Um, one more time, Twitter, Instagram are the same at G the King MMA two oh nine. Can follow our podcast page on Instagram as well at KW. TK Pod on Instagram. One more time, KWTK Pod on Instagram. 
and Facebook, ha, at last, facebook.com slash Gabriel the King Hernandez, folks. Um, like I said, thank you guys for the support, and we'll definitely be back next week. Can't wait to see the fight, and can't wait to, obviously, I bet for the, I, I, I bet it already. I put my fight picks in. They're locked in. I'm going to check. I'm going to make sure I'm official with them, and let's get these fights rolling, baby. I appreciate all the support, guys, and we will be back next week. G, me, G the King out, baby. I was going to say how we used to, used to end the show back in the day, but I'm so used to, I'm not used to the changes yet. But like I said, we will be back next week, folks. Thanks for listening.